Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I love that song. We're back. It's it's the crappy hours here. Where it's Tuesday, it's five p.m. Everyone's uh, cracking open a drink. Hopefully, you're enjoying your your time off of work, or maybe you're at work. And if you're at work, that's just as well because uh, we're technically at work too. We're just sitting in front of a in front of our cameras, chatting, hanging out. Uh, we hope you're good. Let's get into it. How are you doing, Lily? I um like you just said before we got on air. This day flew by. Um... I'm like tripped out. I'm like really tripped out right now, but um, I'm feeling good and I'm feeling a lot better. You can probably tell by my voice I'm getting over a cold, which I thought was COVID. Um, and I tested and tested and it's just some flu or something going around. It's coming around, man, whatever it is. It's been two years of people not getting sick. So now everyone's like, everyone's getting sick and it's not necessarily the thing that people think it is. Dun, dun, dun. But the thing that I think everyone should do right now is leave a thumbs up if you're here. Chat, how you doing? Welcome. It's good to see you. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it. You should subscribe to us here at Fightful of the Books. <laughs> we drop content every single day. We cough into our microphones. We do the whole nine yards. I just wanted to make fun of you. I got you. <laughs> First of all, what are you drinking? And then I'm going to read a super chat. Um, Actually, I am loving cannabis beverages lately. Um, So I am having... A proper, I guess it is called a propa. It's proper. And um, it kind of tastes like blueberry. It's blueberry pomegranate, and it doesn't taste anything mm-hmm. like cannabis. Like, there's no weed taste to it at all. Um, only 10 milligrams of THC. So, for anyone that, you know, does the weed, that's not too much. Um, and it's legal. It's totally legal uh, in Canada. So, 
It's comfy very convenient. That's comfy. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still trying to keep myself caffeinated and awake. So here I am. Like you said, the day just like ran away from Literally. me. I don't know what happened, where it went, but here we are. Got mm-hmm. ourselves a super chat from Graham saying adrenaline in my hair. Hashtag free Charlotte Flair. I didn't know Charlotte was for sale, first of all. Um, I don't mean I, for sale. I mean, she needs to be released. She needs to be released from the prison that is the Fed for I her. I think she's doing great work where she is. I don't think she needs to go anywhere else to make a point that she already made. She makes plenty of money. She has a she she gets her character over each time, whether that's good or bad. Well, usually when she's a heel, it's better. Uh, she wrestles good matches, great matches, and she can definitely have a, a, a career defining legacy in one place. She what does she want to do? She want to jump over to AEW like her dad for a year and then come back? No, that's she can stick around one place and get over. It's fine. The money she makes there is I don't know if she's gonna make it anywhere else. Merch I mean, mover. she could do movies. She could do like the the Hollywood Schmollywood thing. I just think that um, I'm very bitter and have a personal vendetta against Ronda Rousey. So I think that I have like PTSD from watching that belt change um, over the past week. And maybe um, it's just me, you know, kind of being a dick. But Free Charlotte Flair is not ooh, free Charlotte Flair so she can go like to AEW and be one of Tony Khan's like new shiny things. It's more free Charlotte Flair from like the repetitious kind of stuff that she's been doing because to your point, um, she has legacy and she definitely has the talent. Um, and I think that she deserves better than, you know, these kind of dog shit um, part of my French matches like that Rhonda, that Rhonda match was all her. She carried that thing and she also got like brutalized by Rhonda, which shouldn't happen when you're like, you know, fighting um, that long and that professionally in wrestling um and i just find that the writing for women on all companies except for impact and a lot of indie promotions right now is just um it's not even disappointing it's just like come on like we can do more like there's like there's more we can like it's not like oh they hate women like it's just these women can do a lot more than they're being allowed to do on tv and i'm really sick of like waiting and it's the same with AEW, and it's the same with wwe it's just like what are we waiting for i'll push back on the match itself i thought the match and i i feel like you'll agree with me if i say this um i feel like the match between charlotte and ronda was much better this time than wrestlemania oh, yeah. but i will that, give you that and it also has to do with you know a they've they've been wrestling each other so they have that they've been working so they know Right. They, they know each other already. They know mm-hmm. what to do. They've had time to plan this out. Also, you introduce toys into a match. And next thing you know, you have an extra piece to work with. Of course, in WWE world, that's like kendo sticks and then going into the crowd and, and doing the brawl, the walk and brawl. And it's fine. Whatever. It gets the job done. Um, I most people, I guess, saw that it was going to be Ronda Rousey getting the win. It shouldn't mm-hmm. have been. It shouldn't shock anybody. It just is what it is. But um that makes sense end. with how expensive she is too, right? Right. And also, you know, they brought her back with the anticipation that she would be a top face in the company. Um, obviously not something that most people are enjoying. And I, I understand why. There she doesn't look be... like she's enjoying it. She looks no, miserable. I don't think she's enjoying it either. And and to the point where, you know, when she showed up, someone had to like st- basically walk over her and be like, hey, maybe... Um, Maybe make it look like you want to be here. And then, of course, the next night she's out on SmackDown or whatever night it was. She comes out and suddenly she's smiling and happy and kissing babies. Uh, it, it's a strange 
it's a strange world for Ronda Rousey. Um, mm-hmm. I've talked about this on other shows where they've talked about the fact that like Ronda shows up in different places. She um, she gets over, then she has a setback, and she leaves, and she's done. And she's like, I'm she never can't coming. take criticism. She she cannot take any criticism, right? Like, and you know, historically, even myself and Joe Rogan and so many people kind of fell for that trap where you know she got hyped up so much, but there was no follow through. And you know, one thing that I will give Ronda Rousey is that she's an absolutely phenomenal judo fighter. Like yeah. no one can ever um, argue that ever. Um, but when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to MMA, when it comes to throwing strikes, when it comes to being in the media, when it comes to like not saying stupid shit on Twitter and in general, like she said that she alluded to the fact that she's black and all types of other insane, insane things um, that don't offend me. It's just like, why would you do this? Um, it just kind of all adds up and it, it it just to me is like insecurity and and to me like with any form of art because at the end of the day wrestling is a form of art you yeah. want to see you want to see people enjoying themselves and you do and, that, and that's one thing I absolutely don't see from Ronda Rousey and that's why I, f- I say free Charlotte Flair because it's like she deserves better than this and at the moment there is no one else that they can really match up with her I guess right so it's What's what's more frustrating is that there are absolutely people that they can match up with her. They mm. just don't build them, right? Yeah. You can you can make the case for Natalia. Like you can make the case that that Natty would be a great opponent for Charlotte Flair. Ooh. But guess what? Natty is who she is right now in WWE, and for better or worse, like it doesn't it doesn't work that, uh, yeah. that matchup. It doesn't make sense. Um, for those of you who, by the way, who are interested in sending a super chat, you can. It's the little dollar sign in the chat window here at youtube.com slash fightfulloverbooked. It allows you to donate a super chat, help us uh, be self-funded and uh, self-sufficient, and then we get your question statement right on the air. And I see in the chat you guys are talking about the whole, like, Rhonda uh, is over with fans who think she's still a big deal. And I think that's mm-hmm. very important to point out, especially yeah. in WWE world, where a lot of fans are just like there to to enjoy the show like they're they're not us they're they're not the people who sit in front of a microphone and talk about wrestling they're there because mm-hmm. they want to be entertained they're there it's a night out it's the circus it's whatever it is they want to see everyone do the thing whatever that is and so Rhonda is just someone that maybe they've heard about somewhere and now they're like oh we're gonna go see her live but other than that they don't really care about what Rhonda's done uh, since she left MMA. And that's one thing I uh, really noticed with that crowd too, is like almost everyone was like this, right? So it, yeah. it kind of sh- shows you like to the, to the comments sections point, a lot of people there are there to like get the photo being like, I saw Rhonda or I saw um, Cody or I saw Roman or Pat McAfee or, you know, whoever it may be. So um, that's also kind of like a weird way to book your, your show, but that's the way she goes. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's all about the it's funny because it's like it's about the company, but it's also about like the stars that are outside of wrestling that you're going to see, right? You are going to see the Pat McAfee's and the Ronda Rousey's. And you know, the this is what kind of brings me back to the idea that like Charlotte just wants to be a wrestler in WWE because her exactly. stock is super high. I don't think she's a Hollywood type, but I do think that she's the type who would want to do 
other extracurricular things outside of wrestling that give her merit from her WWE. Triple A. Put her in Triple A immediately. Who would she face in Triple A? Who would you put her against? Sexy Star. Sexy Star, the new Sexy Star? Yeah, she's great. Shoot. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, anything else from, from WrestleMania Backlash that you want to touch on? I know, uh, I think you watched it. Uh, or at least bits and pieces of it. Was there something that really tickled your fancy or didn't? Or what what got you invested? I am a Kevin Owens apologist forever and always. And also a Mad Cat Moss apologist forever and always. So we can talk about those two men whenever, wherever you want. I mean, we can talk about Mad Cat Moss for a full hour. But I'm sure people wouldn't want to do that. Because no. you know, people no. know me. They know they know how I feel about the Mad Cat Moss. Future Intercontinental Champion, Mad Cat Moss. Yes, yes, know. yes. Yes, yes, yes. See, I'm converting the mask. Oh my god, leave it up. Leave it up. I can't because then I then then they see my they they see the the uh my camera is not full. But anyway, that's uh that that's the guy right there. That's your guy. Anyway. Uh Madcap didn't exactly have a memorable match for WrestleMania Backlash. He had a roll-up victory. The show itself, eh, whatever. I I I've been, ta- I've been thinking about this for so long, and I've mentioned this on other shows. It's really interesting how we react to things in the moment mm. uh, when it comes to talking about wrestling. I think a lot of the times we get a little bit down on what's going on without thinking to ourselves what can go on later or why it could make sense later. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we don't give a lot of slack to what's going on and i understand wwe it doesn't exactly give you much to to work with and the whole let it play out thing is a is a horse shit you know excuse and that's not what i'm telling you here i think i'm i'm just willing to give more rope to wwe specifically when it comes to certain things uh or at least see things from a different angle than maybe some people want when it comes to the what they expect from storytelling and wrestling i don't know how you feel about that because i know as you're like involved in training and thinking about putting together matches and stuff like that. Do you ever think about not just storytelling in a match, but also the potential for storytelling in a feud that you could potentially have with a wrestler down the line? It's funny you say that because those are the kinds of things that I think I would think of first before calling spots. Um, Because I think that um, a lot more commonly with women talent, they're amazing wrestlers. They have an amazing move set. They've got a great look, great gear. They're good on the mic, but they don't really develop the story, the character, the feuds. Like, what are their intentions? Like, why are they like, why are they in the ring? Like, what do they want to prove? What are their goals? Um, and uh, yeah, like, what is their lore? I love lore. You know what I mean? So um, definitely, definitely um, think that more not just more women, but more people in general need to kind of maybe have that WWE sensibility of uh, character development. And even when I've talked to, you know, people who have been in WWE, like Santino, he's, he always talks about psychology and how important like the, the, the mental control of everything kind of is too. Um, And it's true because when you, when you look at someone like Cody Rhodes is a great example it's the same character that he was doing in AEW, but it makes so much more sense on that stage and in that product. And he, and he looks happier. Like he, it just makes so much more sense in the WWE. So when you have a character and you can put it where it belongs, it, that's where it, that's when it can really thrive. Um, yeah. 
So I think that that's just as important as being a good wrestler. Because look at Hulk Hogan. He couldn't wrestle for goddamn shit, but his charisma carried carried him. He's one of Although, the biggest celebrities of all time. Apparently in New Japan Pro Wrestling, when he showed up there, he mm. had some banger matches. So I, I think what it really comes down to is that in wrestling, you know, there's the old adage that less is more. And oh, when yeah. you, yeah, exactly. And when you get to a point where you're so over that all they want to see you do is hit, is play the hits, it's almost as if it, sometimes in WWE, they're just trying to get to playing the hits faster, right? Look at Minoru it, Suzuki. That's one of my favorite guys. He he plays the hits every goddamn time. And people but his, pop. Hits, his hits are also literal hits. <laughs> they are. Others, they are. Others aren't doing that. But in the case of like a Hogan, it's it's mm. all just building to do the leg drop and the you know and and the one two three. Um, whereas other wrestlers who are in WWE right now are are really just trying to yeah play those hits, get known for those things because. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. That's what makes Say the line, Bart. Pretty much. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, but it's also not like the worst thing in the world either. Uh, cause I, cause again, I get it. It is the bump card scenario where you only have so many bumps on your bump card. And now you're just trying to maximize the minutes spent, not, you know, taking silly bumps that you might not have to take because every single old timer will tell you, you don't have to do this to get over. And, and I just, I find, I find it interesting when we're talking about it. There's room for the flippies. There's room for, you know, the crazy bumps that people take, but I like it when it makes sense. And it, in every promotion, there are times where it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. I think, I think we're hard on WWE because we want it to be better because it's been around for so long. Um, but I also think that uh, there, there, there comes a point where you can only kind of expect so much and yeah, you kind of get beaten down a bit. I think mm -hmm. that does come with it. So I don't know. I, I, I take things one show at a time and I'm willing to give it um, because it's a 52 episode a week show, raw SmackDown, whatever. They're all 50. Like they don't, there are no repeats in wrestling. Uh, mm -hmm. And because of that, I just like, I'm willing to just let a lot of things go because I also understand how writing for TV is a giant pain in the ass. Now triple it by having 
you write for one person and one person only Mm -hmm. who has a very narrow view of what comedy and or wrestling should be. And it doesn't matter, Joel, because Freddie Prince Jr. is going to save professional wrestling anyway. Yes. <laughs> save That's us it. with That's your all. super chats, by the way. Just save us with your super chats. Um, what, what else do you want to talk about? Where do you want to go with this thing? By um, the way, Kevin Owens last night coming out as Ken Owens was hilarious. Very much enjoyed that segment. Anyone, the, in, a, anyone in a wig? I'm like totally here for it. Absolutely. And that's like males, males and wigs, I mean. Yeah. And I'm waiting for Dan Housen to come out in a hook wig and for Hook to wear Dan Housen makeup. That's going to be the Hook Housen. You're still still, um, popping for Hook Housen? 100%. Yes. After the silly chips thing that happened on Rampage, I'm still for it. And for people who are just like, nah, it's going to kill Hook. Just like, no, it's not. It's going to make No, no, it- I don't think that. I just think it's like the meme is like almost dead. But I did like the detail of putting the bow tie on the chips. I was like, oh, this is theater. This is drama. I love this. Yes. He just wants yeah. a friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's and very Pee-wee. Might- it reminds me of Pee-wee kind of. Exactly. Neither man can be booed. Nobody no. wants to boo Hook. Nobody wants to boo Danhausen. So put them in the team. They'll be instantly over with fans. And then you let it, you let it happen. You let them, you let them win all the championships. Let's do it. And I guess now that's a good segue to say nice things and bad things about AEW because, like, I don't want to just come on here and like shit on any promotion or any wrestler or any person really because I don't think that's a useful um, conversation to really have on the internet or in wrestling. But um, I think that if you are a fan of something, and we talked about this a little bit off air, if you are a fan of something from the beginning, i.e. AEW, which is like in its what third year now, as you watch a product grow and blow up and become like more mainstream or popular or whatever you want to call it, you are going to get disillusioned. And, you know, I personally at this point of the game, three years in, am quite disappointed with AEW specifically about the um, the TV programming, even more specifically about the women's division, but not even just the women's division in general. I think that um, Tony Khan um, gets easily distracted and puts a lot of focus onto the PPV, PPVs, which are great. I think AEW does some of the best pay-per-views, like, period right now. But when it comes to a consistent product, it's it's a shit show right now. And I'm getting really frustrated. So instead of complaining and complaining, I'm going to start watching other stuff more. Yeah. And and I, 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 a lot of people, myself included, have come week after week and kind of said the same criticism of uh, there's a million things going on in AEW at once for better or worse. I think um, to a certain degree, AEW is like the perfect show for wrestling fans with diagnosed or undiagnosed ADHD, right? There's so much going on throughout the entire two hours of Dynamite that you just, you know, you you can't stop. You're not allowed to stop. And it's not um, well written. It's not well written. It's all. not always well written. No, there are certain things that they pay attention to. Um, and and next thing you know, you have you have to sometimes put it together yourself. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I will talk about this in a minute when we talk about impact. And I've been saying this consistently all <laughs> and for a while now that you know the best commentary team in wrestling right now, telling the stories that you need to pay attention to, are Tom Hannafin and Matt Ray Walton in Impact Wrestling. Uh, and I will explain that further on when we talk about Impact with AEW. Um, and again, like this isn't us being like everything sucks 100 percent no we're picking out the little things that maybe we don't like and would like to see change um when it comes to AEW, yeah it is the mile a minute stuff 
that they, I, I want to see that breathing. I want to see that undercard kind of make more sense. The Julia Hart stuff, for example, this past week mm-hmm. was picked on by so many people, and I'm not going to add too much to it other than it just proves the point that... Like, what are you waiting for? Right. What are you waiting yeah. for? And we we didn't have to sit for so long on this, only to sit more on it now. Like, more um, blue balls for what? Like, for what? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm looking at the punk and hangman stuff and I'm interested in where it's going, right? I'm interested in seeing how they're going to tell the story of punk versus John Silver on Long Island and is punk, you know, playing off punk as the heel versus Johnny Hungy, who's at home. And you've got hangman who just cut the promo this past week where he, he, you know, it was a little heelish, but at the end of it, the look on his face was, I'm, I'm trying to believe this myself, you know? Mm. So for me, I'm always wondering, you know, how much how much is commentary letting us know what's going on and how much is it that fans have to connect the dots, which I don't think it should be up to just fans to connect the dots because I don't think that all wrestling fans are spending, you know, 20 hours a day on on social media trying to put together what are, what's going on in a wrestling storyline. And this comes to the whole point of our uh, our, our our conversation, the main point of, of fan service, especially mm-hmm. in AEW and paying fan service. And does Tony Khan specifically spend a lot more time paying attention to people online than he should? And I, I want to hear your, your thoughts on whether or not he does. And like, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is there room for improvement? What do you, where, where is your mind at? I'm pretty hardline with my opinion on that. I think you asked a question like, do you think where does it fall more on like the audience or or not the audience? And I think right now it's pretty much all reliant on the audience to place everything together. I mean, if you like you were talking about WWE before, how every week it's kind of like if you're a new viewer, you know exactly like what the hell is going on. It's almost like a soap opera at this point. That's like how it's like formatted. And I'm not like that's objectively a good or bad thing doesn't really matter um but AEW if you're like a new fan tuning in you would be like what and unless you're like some PWG nerd or some like Twitter like obsessive like memer person you're not gonna get it and I find that to be um it's 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 limiting it's limiting and it's like not making it an accessible product and I fear for the future because like pay-per-views are phenomenal but when it comes to a tv product the ratings and the rating and the consistent product is like it's kind of yikes for me right now and i think that tony khan um like the title of this video says spends far too much time on twitter far too much time on his phone far too much time on social media like a lot of other people myself included sometimes um and at the end of the day, it's a business. And as much as I think that Vince McMahon is a horrible person, at least he's a businessman. And at least he separates, like, you know, things a little bit more. Um, I think there needs to be a little bit more separation from fan service and actual bookings and actual business in AEW. Because right now, it just seems like a billionaire playing with things that he likes because he can. I like the idea. I'm seeing in the chat people talking about the the YouTube Road to shows being incorporated on Dynamite, and I agree with that because again, if you want things to breathe, then you use some of those segments that you're filming and tossing mm-hmm. up on your YouTube, and you're using them as ways to tell stories. On like, your why YouTube. is that Regal promo being buried? That was incredible. 
It was, and and they cut it down and they put it up, but I but they but they put it on TV, and that was after people begged to have mm. it on TV, right? And and it went around socials as it would have, uh, and then they put a, a condensed version on on Dynamite, uh, and that's something that I want to see more of out of AEW. I want to see these segments start to uh start to matter i want to see i don't want to see someone interrupt someone in the back every single time there's a backstage segment and now it's become this like this kind of comedy moment where swerve will be like nah no one's gonna introduce no one's gonna stop me this time yeah uh there's there's room for improvement and there is uh there's so much room to figure out what's gonna bring your your other fan base out because I know people were talking about the whole forbidden door tickets and yeah, the show sold out, but it, did it sell out to the same people who are going to also show up at all the other shows? Like it basically, Oh, hello. I have dog. Now we bring dogs on the show now when we get uh, too heated. But the, what I'm trying to really say is um, are, where are there other fans that may be feeling left out in the cold when it comes to AEW? That they're feeling like they're not as invested because they don't necessarily have the time to be as invested as they could be. I mean, I know that's how, excuse me, I know that's how I feel. And like, you know, Tony Khan actually said it himself. He said, watch your wrestling. And I think that that's such a, like a great expression. And it's kind of ironic because... You know, I was one of those day one AEW fans, and I st- and I'm not going to be like I hate AEW and I'm never watching it again, right, Cooper? But um, I feel like you know there are a lot of holes, there is a lot of room for improvement. So you know, I'm going to pull back watching that like continued like dedicate. I'm not going to be that dedicated viewer who like needs to tune in to everything as much. Um, and that makes me a little bit sad, not just for myself, but for other fans who might be feeling the same way, who were early supporters, who bought the merch and, you know, bought bought um, pay-per-views and like watched week after week and just kind of are waiting and waiting and waiting and just kind of see like a new announcement about a new announcement about a new announcement about, you know what I mean? So um, it's a little, it's, it's frustrating. So instead of, you know, freaking out about it and like being a neck beard on Twitter, I just watch other wrestling. I'm excited to hear what the original plans were for the Owen Hart tournament. Yeah. Like what's up with that too? I have a deep feeling and I could be wrong. Well, like I guess if someone asks the question in the media scrum at, uh, at double or nothing, we'll know. Uh, I have a feeling that the original plans for the Owen were going to be larger brackets. Mm. And what we have now are, very small brackets where you've got what? Could you get two, a graphic three. up of them or no? Uh, I've got them here. I can bring them up. Just give me a sec. But um, they're they're not huge. They're actually they're, they're quite small to be honest with you. But uh, well, I don't get the point of this yet. Like they haven't even like explained it, and it's just like they're just throwing these matches and with nothing explained yet again. Like all, all I want to blo- know. Sorry, I'm gonna say all I want to know is what what is it for? Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's all I need to know is what what is the point of the Owen? And make me feel invested other than we love Owen and we want to um we want honor to him. honor his legacy. And I think that's a wonderful thing, but it doesn't make sense in the yeah. grand scheme of things. And like I said, it just like I'm getting kind of this like, oh, I can do it because I can kind of energy. 
from AEW, and it's like it's great that like ROH is in better hands. It's great that like New Japan talent's getting booked. It's great the Joshi's are being featured barely, but still kind of being featured on TV. Um, but at the same time, like, what are you doing with that other than just being like, it's here? Ooh, I have like all these things, and it's like totally unorganized and kind of a mess. Yeah, exactly. I'm just pulling up these uh, these things. They got no all messed up when I saved them. But uh, here we go. There we go. So let's just uh, let's bring up the uh, let's bring out the brackets. I, I do like that they had the qualifiers, but the qualifier the qualifiers should have just been round one. Mm. So here's the women's side. Tony Storm, Jamie Hader is the first round. Doctor Britt Baker, DMD taking on the Joker. We'll talk about the Joker stuff in a minute. Riho takes on Ruby Soho. Red Velvet takes on Akarashita. So that's the the women's side of things. Uh, on the men's side of things, you've got Ray Phoenix, Kyle O'Reilly. You've got Samoa Joe versus the Joker, another Joker. You've got Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen, and then Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. Um, again, so, minus two brackets because of Jokers, like right. So you're taking out two wrestlers because of the Jokers. I was, I just wanted, I just want a a, a reason. That's all. <laughs> I just want a reason for it. Um, I wasn't expect. I see people saying, "Are we expecting a 64 man?" No, I wasn't expecting a 64 man tournament, and I'm not expecting New Japan Cup or G1 tournament style brackets. G1, G1, G1. But I want, I want more than three rounds mm-hmm. because this whole thing came up six to eight months ago with no explainer. It's just like here's like here's the branding, here's that one famous photo. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I again, like I'm not, I'm not shitting on this thing. I'm just asking for more. I And like for those who are saying expectations are high, I don't think that they're too high. I think oh. people are trying to hold them to a standard where... And there's good bookings. They're great matchups too. A lot yeah, of the, the matches are going to be great. No one's going to complain about the matches themselves because no, the matches no, no, no. themselves will deliver. Again, the same argument happened at WrestleMania Backlash. The builds were shit, but guess what? A lot of the matches, they delivered because these guys and girls hey. know how to wrestle. I just want to know, what are we doing? Like we've, we've got... We've got some of these matches that are like gonna be low key bangers, like Riho and Ruby Soho, gonna be good. Tony and Jamie, bruh, gonna be good. D- Britt Baker and a Joker, who's it gonna be? That's the big question. And are we giving Britt Baker a slide or are we giving Britt Baker a chance at redemption to go to the finals? Like, what are we doing? And what's happening with Thunder Rosa as the champion? Like, what the F, man? Yeah, there, well, there's that too. I'm ex- again excited for a match. Kind of sick of seeing Thunder Rosa just pop up at the top of the uh, of the ramp, and you know, talk. there's like two stories. It's like you're the bitchiest bitch, or like you're the sluttiest slut, and it's like, can yeah. we not write better than this? Give me, give me four round tournament for those in the chat who are asking. Just want a four round, and give me, and don't don't necessarily have to give me a Joker for every time because I don't need a big surprise every time. Um, the Joker could be AQA for all I care, and I like AQA. I haven't seen her since Where Super Card of yeah. Honor. And where's Penelope Ford? Maybe it's Penelope Ford. Maybe it's Penelope Ford. We talk about Penelope Ford quite often on the show. There are so many people that you could take advantage of. Unfortunately, that's not necessarily what's going on here. So I just, Mm -hmm. I want more. Um, Give us more. Yeah, give us more. Give us us creative that that keeps moving. That's all I want. But uh, overall, again, I'll, I'll enjoy the wrestling. I'll enjoy a lot of the storytelling. I just want some more. I just want some more uh, accessibility, too. Because mm-hmm. I want to be able to tell friends what's going on, uh, and I see that you know people saying Penelope's injured. I uh, she, she's okay now, uh, and and Kip I didn't Saban. know that actually. Yeah, there was a there was a 
some sort of injury, but uh, seems that she's okay now. A lot of wrestlers getting in car accidents too. Jesus. Like... Yes. Josh Alexander decided to, as he does, drive to uh, Newport, Kentucky for the show this past weekend. And on his way, gets into a, a car wreck. He's okay, thankfully. Uh, there was a six-car pileup behind him. His car, I believe they said it was total. I couldn't remember. But he walked out with zero injuries. And uh, this, you know what Impact does? They played it into the story of his match against Tomohiro Ishii. Which it was. Has, yeah, and it was an excellent match. We can talk. Let's talk about Under Siege. Because, again, very fun show. I reviewed it, deep dived in it with Steven Jensen over on nice. youtube.com slash Fightful. We had a lot of fun talking about the show. There was a lot going on. Um, and it was, I, I'll put over the Impact Insiders. It's $5 on YouTube. And you get the weekly show and you get these Impact Plus events. Mm-hmm. You don't get the pay-per-views. The pay-per-views cost extra. But at least you get you get those $5 Impact Plus events where you still have title changes on those cards. It's not just a random like house show that they're showing to you. Uh, it's pretty good. So I, I was a fan. Yeah, Ishii and and Alexander, you enjoyed the match. Um, what what stood out to you? What what really did it for you? Well, the thing, and I think I've said this on Twitter, and I'll say it again, is that you know whether or not you get a win over Ishii, it doesn't matter because like to win over Ishii is to like survive a, a match with him, and that's kind of what he displayed with Josh Alexander. Um, and it was not a short match. Like it went on for quite a bit. Um, whereas, you know, historically, Ishii usually takes people out pretty quick. Um, I mean, obviously, we knew Josh was going to take it. He just got the belt. <clears throat> but it was really nice to see just some like really good hole to hold, kind of almost like Greco Roman um, wrestling with these two men. But also with that added sprinkle and spice of like that New Japan strong style, there was this one move um, where Josh did um, like a backbreaker onto his knee or something. And it was like, I literally was like, what the flip? And then the superplex off the top. It it felt like that was supposed to be a a, a top rope brain buster. But because he couldn't really control it, it ended up just lying on flat on his back, which made sense. Like it worked. It made sense. But uh, yeah, there was so much in that match that that went down. Uh, well worth going out of your way to watch. There was mm-hmm. just, again, Ishii is really good at telling his stories <laughs> with his fist and, mm-hmm. and with his kicks. And it's not about, like a suplex to him is a, is a high spot. And yeah. if that's something that, that you're into, yeah. a very classic grounded style of wrestling, then you're going to really enjoy this match. Because mm-hmm. Alexander, he was the guy who went to the top a couple of times mm-hmm. and missed on a moonsault for one. Uh, but otherwise, just an excellent match for both men. Alexander gets the win. It was fun. It's a good match. And then the Briscoes won the tag titles. And I don't I like that match too. And I and and hopefully um me me and my man joke about it. Hopefully they figure out the white balance on that show because other than that, Impact is a great product. They just need a little bit of like love and finessing in the like production and sound department. I know some people were complaining that you could hear commentary over the loudspeaker, which is a huge no-no. Um but their commentary team, like you said, are absolutely incredible. They're so on point. I could listen to those guys talk about wrestling for goddamn days. Yeah. Um, Hannafin has the WWE pedigree of selling. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he doesn't overdo it. And he can take that to impact. And he brings that that aspect of selling and letting you in on what the story is in case you weren't watching. Because I think it's safe to assume that most impact fans 
they're not or, or most people catching an impact pay-per-view or special event they're not watching the week-to-week show mm, and because yeah, yeah, of exactly. that he can sell them on what's going on in the match he can explain in a bullet club versus honor no more match mm-hmm. why bullet club suddenly matters again and why impact played a pivotal role in bullet club's resurgence you know the the kicking out of tamatanga from bullet club that happened on an impact show and it was on tom to bring that up and he did and matt raywell bringing the commentary bringing the 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 play not the play-by-play but the uh, the color it works because guess what he's a wrestler and the only guy that he goes out of his way to support 100% without question is Deanna Perrazzo, with whom mm. he had a full, like, on-screen friendship and relationship. Not not a – they weren't, you know, together, but, like, a they had a business relationship together. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that he will absolutely put up for her no matter what. But everyone else, he's pretty well-rounded uh, on. He, he's pretty 50-50. I think mm-hmm. that's great. And um, I really like the uh, Ace Austin Trey Miguel match. Like we all knew what was happening, but I, I I just have such a soft spot for Trey Miguel. Just his style, his fluidity in the ring, the way that he like maneuvers like through his sequences. It's like it's so beautiful. He's just such a good wrestler. It's it's awesome. And so is Ace Austin. Um, I like their like their like rivalry or whatever. It's it's fun to watch. Looking forward to Ace Austin in the Best of the Super Juniors for New Japan. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. There's and Mr. Wheeler here. Utah is gonna be there as well. So, yeah, yep, representing Black and Ninja Mac Club. and Noah. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, you watch the matches. I haven't watched him in in uh, Noah yet. How just is clips. he? Just, just clips. clips. He's he's well, he's doing like he's. I'm speechless. Like I'm speechless, <laughs> and I can't wait for like the full matches to go up because Japan's streaming deals are kind of weird with delays sometimes. Um, but I'm so happy for him because like. He'll get really good, uh, like good diet, good training, good health coverage, like all that stuff over there. So um, he's going to come out of that experience, probably beat to shit, but um, really strong and really ready to thrive. Have you ever watched uh, Giselle Shaw before the Impact show this past week? No, and I didn't know that she was trained by um, oh, shit. Who who was Giselle Shaw trained by again? Lance Storm. Lance Storm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, holy shit. Uh, she was someone that I had watched peripherally, but never really paid attention to this until this past weekend. She and went she hard. Is, she's great. And yeah. Madison Rain has always been a good wrestler. Never mm-hmm. been my favorite storyteller or favorite character, but as a wrestler, she's great. Those two, they ended up having a, an excellent match that I didn't expect. Uh, Me neither. As good as it was. Yeah, Me a lot neither. of good stuff. When you do a reverse Canadian destroyer and land on someone's neck, Oof. that's oh, good on you. But that's painful, bro. Yeah. Good stuff. And Taya Valkyrie does this, um, like evasion move where she slips through the ropes and then like pulls you down, like and but like on she goes onto the mat and it's like it, I pop every time, like it's so cool and slick. It's like very lucha. So Taya and Diana have a rematch, not as good as the rebellion match, in my opinion. But Mm-mm. really, all we were trying to do was get to Mia Yim returning to Impact Wrestling. Exciting time. Are you ready to see Mia Yim? What do you want to see out of Mia Yim? And uh, what's uh, what was your general thought when you saw her show up? Um, I I don't really pay too much attention to like internet rumors, so I had no idea that was coming. I'm like a huge K-pop stan, so like that was very like K-pop entrance, and I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. I mean, I don't know too much about her like move set and her as a performer, so. Um, I'm like a new Mia Yim stan and I'm excited to see what she does. Um, I think the knockouts division is like probably the strongest women's division 
right now. So I think that she's going to have some awesome matchups. Um, and yeah, I can't really comment too much because I don't know too much about her previous work. Yeah, I, I sorry, I went I went to another world for a second because Mia Yim does come with uh, a lot of experience. She mm-hmm. comes with a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities. I don't know if I want to see her and Diana right away uh, because mm-hmm. I don't want to see Diana take L's. I've mentioned this on other shows. Instead, I'm maybe wanting to see some uh, some tag teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe do Mia and could be Mia and Taya versus Diana. Who knows? Whatever it is, I just want to see Diana Perazzo um continue to 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 rebuild her steps and impact uh Mm -hmm. but i also want to see tasha Steeles become a main event player as knockout champion because she's been lacking that in my opinion so far um havoc and tasha i thought that that match was a mess to be honest with you um i thought that you know both those women are super talented but in terms of like storytelling and how the match kind of like played out it it just didn't do it for me. Um, there was no like real like impressive moment that kind of was like, oh shit, or like, oh my gosh, I want to post about this and like make sure people like watch it. You know what I mean? And th- those are kind of like the moments that I look for. And that's why um, so much of my focus right now is in Lucha and um, in Japan, just because the amount of like insane details that go on in some of those characters and matches is great. And that's why, like, as much as, like, I do, like, really don't like a lot of WWE, I will never discredit it because of, like, the production that, like, goes behind it, the legacy behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and that's, and, and Deanna, going back to Deanna Perazzo for a second, too, like, I am also worried. Like, I feel like it would just be better for her to, like, be cycled out for a bit and then come back and, like, F shit up. True. I'm ready for that. Let's let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, what else? What what else tickled your fancy this past week in the world of professional wrestling? I'm I just looking stuff. at do 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 Jeff Hardy, Bobby Fitt. Oh, Wardlow. Wardlow and Morrissey. Oh, yeah. It was it was Morrissey's week, man. He had a great week. And he and did. and I just love this whole like ongoing Wardlow bit. That's one thing in AEW that I do tune into because I think it's hilarious. And yeah. I had this, I had this idea, like, how funny would it be? If at the next Oscars they did exactly what they do to Wardlow, but with Will Smith, <laughs> isn't he banned for like ten years? But what if they let him come back with the handcuffs? With the handcuffs, they put him put him in the um, the Hannibal Lecter thing where mm-hmm. they just put him on the cart and he's got the full the the mask and the chains and everything. I love it. Hello, I love it. Chris Rock. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the Wardlow MJF stuff is fun. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. looking forward. I'm looking forward to this contract signing this week on Dynamite. It should be fun, really good. It's Not Long Island, fun. baby. We got it. You got to tune in. Yeah, I, w- I want MJF's parents to be involved somehow. Like they'll probably uh, get a nice see- crowd shot being like this or something. Did Did you see that Jade wants his mom as part of the baddie section? Stop. Yes. That's he's incredible. Like, he's like, don't do it, don't do it, and and Jade's just like, I want your mom as the baddie. Because she's the ultimate baddie to have you as a son. <laughs> oh my god! I want like I want MJF to call me a skank like so bad. Oh so god, bad. no, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I really do. Uh, but yeah, having Morrissey on the show, having him have his uh, his his dynamite debut in a good match with Wardlow, I think that helps. He's back on people's radars because he's mm-hmm. cleaned himself up. He's having good matches and impact, as we talked about before. Who knows? I, by the way, shout out to uh, to Jordan Grace who pointed out because his name is W Morrissey William Morrissey and she is Jordan Grace. Their tag team is Will and Grace. 
Stop. Yes. That's actually incredible. When she pointed that out, I'm like, sign them to a multi-year contract. Have your contracts line up. Have Will and Grace's contracts line up so that they can team forever and they can beat the Briscoes for the Impact Tag Titles. Mm. Like next week, they can take it. And one one other match from AEW that I love because someone got knocked out on live television was uh, Lethal and Konsuke. And the oh worst my is God. that it's, it's a that was a taped show. I, I he I, got I, knocked out, bro. That was amazing. How did you feel about watching wrestling at five thirty p.m. on a Friday? Did you enjoy it? No, not at all. No, I no. loved it. I was so happy to have two hours between two shows and to, to be done with everything by like 1130 or 11 o'clock. I pray for your eyeballs, Joel. I pray for your eyeballs. My my schedule right now has become, I take the child at like eight or nine o'clock and I put him down next to me. I've got a, a little kid seat here and my all my lights are off except for my computer. And, um, and I've got flux, which is like a... a a blue light filter and I turn all the lights down low and I just, I vibe and I watch wrestling and I do whatever I need to do here. And he's there and he's sleeping last night. The kids slept from like 10 till six. It was wonderful. Nice. It was perfect. I've never had that, but uh, that that's become my new routine. Watch wrestling in the middle of the night while a sleeping baby is next to me. And I just deal with flux is great too, by the way, I use flux. Yeah. That's a great plugin. Flux, you can sponsor us or you can just, y'all can just send us super chats. That helps too. But uh, I, I like it um yeah people people talking about uh okada tanahashi and osprey being a dynamite who knows i, I listen i know that this fan's going to be running shows in uh in washington soon osprey and nick wayne are also coming to uh GCW, which is wild yeah that's a that's a match that uh that nick wayne's always wanted so i'm excited for him that's gonna is be he good. 16 or 17 years old i think he's 17 okay but okay. he's got he's got a couple of years until uh until his AEW like deal will go through. You think he'd show up in Ring of Honor first if they'd really treat AEW like ROH as a developmental for AEW? It really de- it really depends. And like I don't even know about like parental consent and being underage and like all this and that, like how that would work into a contract. Presumably he'd have to wait until he's of age. Yeah. To appear on on the TV shows. Yeah, I think he would make like if if I was like the booker, I think he would make sense more on like the ROH kind of side of things just because of his style of wrestling. By the way, the idea of um, Okada Tana or Osprey showing up this week, Mm-mm. don't think so. I think a lot of the, the focus right now is on double or nothing. Yeah. So I don't think any you're trying to sell tickets stuff. to Vegas for sure. Supposedly there's not, there are none left, but the point is they got to sell the pay-per-view. They got to sell people on the actual show itself. Mm. So there you go. Uh, there you go. Alan in the chat's talking about Wayne turned 17 two weeks ago at the glory oh, wow. show. So he's That's got a couple insane. of years. He's got at least one year until he's 18, obviously yeah. 17 and 18. But um, if that's the way he does it, then at 18, he could then start working. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, Dan in the chat saying it might be an apprenticeship and he can do dark Mm. and dark and elevation until he's 18 and then it becomes a contract. Interesting. I'd like to see. That doesn't seem worth it. That seems like, would it even be worth it at that point? Like, I think there's a benefit there. Listen, in wrestling, you got to remember the mindset has been for so long, you know, you don't get paid much to do your match. Mm. 20 bucks, 25 bucks to start. If you're lucky and you Mm kind of build from there, you got guys, you know, who have been on the, the business for years and years, maybe making a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, it's a grind. And then when you make those, those TV money contracts, that's when like, you hang you on. You cling on to that. 
And that's why people who are like, so-and-so has to leave and go to this company. It's not always that easy because mm -hmm. your big money contract might not be anywhere near what it could be elsewhere. Or, you know, you really got to take a, a chance on yourself. And I was listening to Cody on uh, Broken Skull Sessions. And that was really the, the conversation that that I paid attention to the most. He left mm -hmm. WWE, left a lot of money because him and his wife left at the same time within like mm -hmm. two weeks of each other. And he immediately, with help, because he did have, you know, Matt Cardona and he had other people who were in and out of the WWE bubble, helped set him up for for um, for success, get him in with a, a good um, manager. And mm. uh, for that, he you're able to work the indies. Kevin Owens told him, you know, you're going to work the hardest you've ever worked in your life, but you may also make the most money you've ever made in your life. You've got to hustle. That's well, I'm starting to learn that now, too. Like, I'm training and, like, if you don't go for it, if you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not driving to Oshawa, Hamilton, all over, like doing these like Legion Hall shows and grinding and grinding and like hitting up promoters, like you won't get anywhere. It's it's exhausting. Even even just like being involved in wrestling is exhausting. And not in exactly. a bad way, not in a bad way at all. It's just like there's so much going on. Like it's so much more than just like getting through a rope and taking some bumps. Like it's it's complicated and there's so many moving parts and like now I'm learning like how to set up rings and like the mechanics of shows and how to develop a character and how to like sell like oh it's like it's awesome but it's exhausting so talk to me about it you're training you're you're doing okay you had a hell yeah, of a and week. like covered in bruises like everywhere man it's yeah man what's what's the deal what's uh and also we got to talk about uh your weekend over at stacked market in in Toronto watching demand lucha yeah 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 oh, so tell me, there was a Wrestling is alive and well in Ontario and in Toronto. Things are opening up. Um, and someone in told me about Demand Lucha. It was um, Joe, who was one of the referees. And he was like, come on by, help set up the ring if you can. Um, and he's just been like a really great guy. And I didn't even know about this event. It was presented by Haruda Tequila. Um, it was like all like boo sponsored, like super kind of like um, Toronto corporate, but also with this like wrestling ring. And Jody Threat was there um scumbag yates was there um who else was there los medicos who are these dr lucha characters it was absolutely phenomenal i had a great time and demand lucha is coming back to toronto soon at the opera house with gringo loco and some other incredible talent kevin nash is in toronto this weekend with destiny out in mississauga um with a, with drop with drop line Oh yeah, he's gonna, with he's gonna drink red wine. He's gonna have some some pasta, and he's gonna shoot on your favorite wrestling superstars. That's what that's what Kevin Nash gonna do at Destiny this week. And Josh is hopefully not gonna get in another accident because he's gonna be there as well. And his neck is probably still in recovery from getting striked by Ishii. <laughs> Good stuff. And uh, what's what's going on with Yeah, tell me what you're beating um, people up now. Barely. I mean. Um, you know, we're, we're finally getting comfortable with each other. We're starting to sell. We're starting to, like, you know, be able to, like, get packages, like, small packages get called and start, like, working on it. Um, and like you said, like, earlier, simple is better. And, like, the mentality, like, I'm not going to, like, reveal, like, too much, obviously. But, um, you know, there's, like, a huge focus on just, like, the basics and hold to hold and arm locks and, like, how to maneuver properly through a ring. Um and just going back to the basics and really learning uh, like how to sell, how to roll out, how to evade, how to uh, waist lock, how to hammer lock, how to like get on and off ropes, like all these things work together. And I don't think a lot of people realize like 
how many things are going on in matches. It, it's it's insane. Yeah, I've made the comment to you before about counting steps and how you can. I tell understand now. Yeah, now you see it more and more, right? Wow. You you're trying to count those steps to when you're supposed to hit the ropes, when you're supposed to get to the next move, whatever it is. And you can see sometimes wrestlers are doing that. And the the hardest thing to do, that's also one of the most important things to do, is not make it look like you're counting your steps, right? Mm -hmm. In NXT, I talk about this all the time. Oh, uh, no. Nikita Lyons. Everybody talks about Shitters. Nikita Lyons. Yeah, the, the, her, her gimmick, whatever. Whatever it is, I, I see her counting steps in her entrance every single time. That's bad. And it's yeah, weird because... I don't know if it's a nervous system thing. I don't know if it's a working TV for the first time or Maybe like a habit. times. Yeah. It could be a habit. But yeah. uh, I do find it interesting with with someone who, who was like going and watching their feet and trying to. I use the canvas. I use the canvas. And what I'll do is like I'll draw like a train track on the canvas. And I'm like, you better like stay on that fucking train track because if you don't, you're going to get run over. You know what you I mean? Derailed. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I look at it. Man. Yeah, uh, so it sounds like you're 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 picking up a ton when it comes to your training right now. Super kicked. If you're interested, come get a uh, come take some light but safe bumps if you want. Come get the shit kicked out of you and super kicked. I'm training with Chris uh, tomorrow, so that should be interesting. Oh, that's awesome! I'm excited yeah. for that. Uh, what's going on? There's uh, there's dynamite tomorrow night. There's a lot going on. Uh, what else? I mean, shit. Do we have anything else to really? That's talk citrus. That citrus impact thing coming up. What is that? TV We can get out of here. Yeah, we can get out of here. There's so much going on. Go go watch the wrestling you want to watch. You can also leave us a thumbs up while you're out here. Because if you don't, then people won't know about us. And then I'll be really sad. One, anyway. oh, you, you have to edit in sad music there. You have to edit in the sad SpongeBob music. I ain't, I ain't doing nothing after this. I'm, a, I'm just going to go make some some barbecued chicken and some, some rice and some veggies. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fish. Lily. I'm going to fish, fish. Lily, go make your fish. But tell them where they can find you on the internet first. You can find me at Lily Z on Twitter, and soon I will have a link tree with all the other links of where you can find my things, so that will be much easier. Lots of stuff going on. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. It's Fightful Overbooked, youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. We drop content every single day, including a new Japan pro wrestling podcast on Overbooked. Go check it out. What? I have to videos. watch that. Yes, we had uh, Kieran from WrestleIn and Mark from Shining Wizards podcast. They are now doing a, I think it's monthly. It could be more than that. We'll see. But if y'all go watch it and y'all go put it over, then uh, some New Japan content for y'all because it's been talked about. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.